And I am aware now. Aware now. The official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. When the XFL season begins on February 18, 2023, those attending an Orlando Guardians game will see Roman Tatum take the field. More than a cornerback, Roman is a husband, a father, an entrepreneur, and a philanthropist who owes himself a lot. Today, we'll get to know the player and the person in numerical values. Roman Tatum, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me and have this conversation today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. So getting to know you, one Roman numeral at a time. Let's begin with V. Let's begin with five. When it comes to football, your story began at five. Roman, take us back to the beginning of your journey. Please tell me about Big Ma that got you started in football at the age of five. Big Ma, she adopted me. When she adopted me, she had a man in the house who's my uncle, uh, call him Uncle C, or, you know, Canarius, um, however you want to call him. But, um, so she, she put me in the game of football. My sister was a cheerleader at the time. I wasn't yet playing football, but I would always go up to her practices, right? When I, I would go to the practices, I'm gonna go to where the guys are. So I see guys over there playing uh, football. I'll just kind of, you know, just hang out with them for a little bit. And eventually I just started running around with him. And the coach was like, you're fast, where are your parents at? And I was like, well, my big mom, she's over there. Um, I actually, she let me play. And I wanted to tell her, I was like, hey, I want to play football. Um, and she was like, okay, well, I'll sign you up. And then from there, I just started playing. It's funny because me and her was literally just talking about this like last night, right? She was like, man, when you started playing football, you loved it so much. And like, she used to give me like these little suits, like um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Florida State. So those are like my teams that I grew up on, right? Because that's, that's what my house, that's what we supported. So it was like these little, costumes, fake uniforms or whatever. I had a helmet, shoulder pads, the jersey and the pants. And she she told me I would literally sleep in that stuff every day. I never wanted to take it off. So I wear that stuff like day in and day out. So that, that's where like my love of the game came from. Like as soon as I got introduced to the game, I fell in love with it. Oh, that is, that is awesome. Uh, let's talk about another number. Can we talk about two? So you are the father of two kids. So here's yes. a part, two, this is a part two question then. Uh, what is the very hardest part about being a father? And then what is the very best part? Um, I think the hardest part of being a father for me is, you know, connect, connecting with my kids and just understanding how to be a father. I never met my father. I grew up without a father. I grew up without my mother. Came in and out of the foster system. My big mom, she adopted me around age five, me and my sister. So she gave me some stability. Um, but... Yeah, man, when I found out I was going to be a father, I was so, I, I was terrified, right? To be honest, even though I was married to my high school sweetheart, it was like, you know, in the perfect world, but on the inside, there was some fear inside of me. Um, I seeked out therapy and I started going to like therapy for my mental health because I didn't know how to do this before. Like, and I was afraid because my father, he, he, he was a coward. He didn't step up to the plate. So me, naturally, I, I didn't want to be that type. I didn't want to be that way. But I had, as I going through therapy, I realized I had like attachment issues, right? Or not attachment issues, abandonment issues with 
people abandoning me. So I was hoping that, you know what, I don't want to do that to my kids. So that was the most challenging part of like being able to connect with my kids through my pain and through my hurt. Cause I, there, there was still some healing that I needed to seek so I can be a best, uh, a great father. And then the best part of being a father is just my kids looking at me, they're happy, they're calling me father, they're embracing me. They love me to life. I got blessed with two boys. It's so amazing. Um, and just the relationship I'm starting to build with him. Even my youngest, he's seven months old. But man, he loves me so much. And I love him probably more than he loved me, right? Whenever I get on the phone with him, he can be going to bed. My wife can be putting him to sleep. As soon as he hears my voice, he pops up, smart, smiling, and he wants to play with me. He wants to embrace me. And that makes me feel that makes me feel great. It makes me feel welcome. It makes me feel seen. It makes me feel appreciated. So having kids is like, it's just a different feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, can we talk about the number one now? Because there's one very special woman, your wife, your love of your life. You married, as you mentioned, your high school sweetheart. Question for you, Roman, is this. How did you know that she was the one? Uh, so I love this question, right? So I was a sophomore. I was 16 at the time. It's funny because I was homeless at the time when I met her. I was 16, going to Westwood High School in the 10th grade, just kind of bouncing from home to home again. Um, my wife, she was 14, and I just saw her walking on the campus. I watched her living for three weeks before I said one word. I saw her, I was like, I'm gonna marry that woman. I didn't, I didn't even know what marriage was like because I didn't grow up in a household with marriage. Everything I knew about marriage was from the TV, right? So I saw, I was like, you know, I, I wanna marry her. She was gorgeous when I first saw her, right? And then when I got to know her, she had a heart that like I've never experienced before. She loved me in a way that I have never been loved before. And she had just lost her dad probably a year prior to his meeting. So it's like we both needed each other in a more from an emotional space, right? I gave her something that she was seeking. She gave me something that we were seeking, that I was seeking. And then we just kind of like got to know each other, being up late on the phone all night long. At the time, I didn't have a cell phone. I was just talking on the house phone. Um, and then I started to stay with her, right? So her mother was kind of like traveling. She was traveling, so she was home a lot. She had to go over the uh, really fast as a young woman because her mom was sick with cancer. She ended up getting sick, so she wasn't working anymore. She was in our hospital, so my wife was handling a bunch of legal stuff. Uh, she was, you know, meeting with lawyers, just doing everything, signing herself out of school. And then I just started going to her house. And then one summer, that summer of my, uh, I think it was probably my junior year, I, I met her mom and all of that. Um, I stayed with her the complete the whole summer because I, I didn't really have anywhere to go. I was kind of just hopping from friend to friend house, sometimes sleeping at the playground. You know, I, I just, whenever I felt like I was wearing my welcome out at one of my friend's house, I would probably go just chill at the playground, go to school. You know, whenever I can go to one of my other homies' house, I'll go there, wear my welcome out there, then just kind of like do the same thing over and over again. And then, but my wife, she just gave me something that like, I never had before, you know, um, just from like a love perspective. I feel like God put her in my life for a reason. And you know what? That's, you know, I knew from the first time I saw I was going to marry her and I was determined to marry her and I did. Look at you, man of your word. I'm going to marry her and uh, <laughs> and certainly you did. <laughs> um, uh, you know, okay, so let, let's put let's put the numbers aside for a moment. Um, let's get real with estates, with a bachelor's degree in business admin you could have gone into so many different fields. What was it about real estate that drew you in? So for me, I was always a hustler, right? I was always a go-getter. I was always a grinder. 
and I always like to work for myself, right? So my big mom, cool thing about her is she was the neighborhood candy lady, right? So I learned how to hustle firsthand, how to get product, uh, sell it for more than what you purchase it from, and you, you make a profit. So, and I ran the candy shop. I started doing it in school, right? I would get stuff from the store, bring it to school, candy bars, everything, and I would sell them to, you know, my peers. And then I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like when I went to college, I knew that I wanted to go into business for myself. I met this guy named Peter Fleck, who's like a mentor to me, became like a father figure to me. I worked for him back in 2016 in a construction company. He also he said, man, something is different about you, right? He didn't know what it was at the time. He just knew I was just very determined. I always asked a bunch of questions. He introduced me to real estate. He introduced me to commercial real estate first. Him and his wife was in the business. They're not my brokers um, out in Central Florida. They introduced me into the business. And he would put me in like these rooms, right? That I could only get in these rooms by so, by affiliation with him. I'm in rooms with like millionaires, people with, a ton, people with a ton of money. Those rooms, they're just different. Coming from where I come from, I come from the projects. You don't get exposed to spaces like that, right? You have to know the right person. But exposed me to these spaces and it just expanded my mind. I'm like, wow, there's so much out here than just the hood that I grew up in, right? So I come home from school, me and him just talking or whatever. He was like, man, I think you should get real estate. I think you should. And he was like, this is the best time for you to get into real estate. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I, I started studying it, you know, just started studying it, you know. And then I finally went and took the class. I'm like, wow, it's a no brainer, man. I know I would excel in this, right? So I took the class. When I took my test, passed it, and I'm like, and then I got in it. The first two months, I had a deal up under my belt with like, like not even a lot of work, right? Because I'm used to working like extremely hard for football and different things like that. Real estate is very easy. It's about just learning the terminology, networking, being a people person, connecting the dots, and then it just happens for you. But real estate is just the beginning. My, I'm a creative at heart, right? So my long-term game is I want to be an architect, right? I want to be an architect slash real estate developer. So that's what I want to get into. Like five years from now, I'm sure I'll be in that space, right? Um, right now I'm doing like little little stuff on YouTube, just like learning the ins and outs of it. I don't want to go to school to do it, right? But if I have to go to school to do to become an architect, I will. But I've been seeing that some people, they become an architect without going back to school. They just kind of learn from experience and then somebody gives them opportunity because they know that they know their stuff. So real estate for me is a vehicle that I feel like I can build generational wealth. I can learn about financial freedom and I can help others understand investing the power of investing in real estate like i'm in the field where there's a professional athlete right in the nfl there's a there's a young guys with a lot of money they don't really know what to do with it. you got your roth ras you got all that type of stuff which is like traditional right but real estate is a game that we don't know about right if you take seven i'm about to take 10 guys from my team we create a hedge fund right and we go buy a hundred unit uh apartment complex now at that point everybody's eating off that plate right but these guys don't know anything about this so when I got exposed to it and I got exposed to this information, I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of brothers like myself that needs to know, know this information. So my wife for doing this, for one, I want to uh, um, create that financial freedom and that generational wealth for my family. And I also want to learn and be able to teach the game to my peers. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, a win not only for yourself, but a win, like you say, for your peers. And um, wow, that's that is awesome. Thank you. So, here we go. Uh, let's start listing them off. You are a football player. You're a father. You're a husband, an entrepreneur. You're also a philanthropist. So please tell me about the nonprofit that you're building. Tell me all about Just Like You. So the nonprofit I'm building, Just Like You, I started that because I'm an inspirational speaker as well, right? I believe I have the gift to 
speak and impart knowledge, wisdom, confidence, inspiration into people. So that's what I would like to do, right? I love to give back. So I, would, I went to speak to some kids at a community center that I grew up in, at this place called Midnight Basketball, where they would take teens from 18 and under, right? To put them in a basketball gym on a Friday night from 8 to 12 and allow them just to play basketball all night. Well, it's another night to get them off the street. I come from a very violent neighborhood, right? I got a lot of homies that are dead, got a lot of homies that are in prison. But midnight basketball kept us, a lot of us, out of trouble, right? We have midnight, midnight basketball, and that's another night for us to be running the street. So I went back, spoke to these, spoke to these kids, and when, when I went and spoke to them, I sat on like the bleachers with them. And one of my homies was like, "Hey man, why you sitting over there with them? You don't got to sit over there with them." Um, and he started laughing at me, right? And at this point, I knew I wanted to do a nonprofit, but I didn't know what it would mean what I would call it, right? So I'm, I'm sitting there and I get up and then I started speaking. And the first thing I tell them, before I even introduce myself and told them my name, I said, man, one of my good childhood friends asked me why I was sitting down with you guys. And the reason why I want, why I sat down with you guys is because I want to let you guys know that before I even speak, before I give you all my spiel, that I'm just like you. I want to set your shoes. I want to walk your walk. So that sparked the whole thing. I want to tell my therapist about it. We're kind of in there brainstorming. He was like, oh, just like you. There it is right there. You got to do something with it. So there's this place in my neighborhood called the Dream Center, which is another center that helps homeless people. They help single moms, they help uh, teens, they help youth, they help everybody in the neighborhood. And I've been partnering with, I do a lot of volunteer work over there. So they're one of my big main partners when it comes to my nonprofit organization. I got a bunch of people at the Dream Center that's on my board, that's helping me get speaking engagements. They're helping me connect with the community. They help me put a lot of stuff together that I don't have to really focus on. I just kind of just got to show up and do the work. They're just connecting all the dots with me. While I'm here playing football, I'm sure a bunch of the kids that come to the Illinois Guardians game, I'm going to do my best to get those guys tickets. Because I want them to be able to, for one, they see me off the field, but I want them to be able to see me on the field, pursuing my dream, living my dream, and let them know that, guys, I'm just like you. I'm no different than you, especially kids that's coming from the foster home, kids coming from the, the projects, kids coming from, you know, uh, in a place where they're homeless, in a place where they don't feel like nobody believes in them, nobody loves them. They, they might feel like, you know what, um, I'm worthless. They might feel like they can't achieve their goals, achieve their dream. Because there's people out here that think that way because I want to start that way, right? But now to be where I am now, playing the XFL, truly a dream come true because I had to take the long road, right? I had to take the stairs, right? I'm still taking the stairs to get to my dream of playing in the National Football League. It hasn't been easy, but my journey has been so worth it because everything that I learned along the way, I have that inside of me. Like nobody can take that from me. So now when I go back and I impart into the youth, they're going they're gonna to be able to feel me, right? It's different when you when, when somebody go through something, they're coming back and like, hey man, because in my neighborhood, it's a lot of kids that want to make it, they want to play pro football, but I don't want to just give it to, I don't want to just give back to kids that want to play pro football. I want to give back to kids that they may want to be a realtor. They may want to be a doctor. I just want to inspire the youth and let them know that, man, you can be anything that you desire to be in life. You put your mind to it. You believe in yourself and you do the work, you know, because when I was younger, I didn't know what a realtor was. All I knew was football. Either you was going to be a football player, basketball player, you was going to rap like an entertainer, or you was going to be in the streets. Those was our three options that I felt like was presented to us, right, in my neighborhood. I did all three, right? I excelled more at football. You know, I got an opportunity to go play D1, and I just want to be able to be that light for kids to see that, you know what? I'm in a dark tunnel. I'm in a dark place. I'm in a place where I don't know what's going on. My parents getting divorced. I don't know what to do. But I see this guy on Instagram. I see this guy on YouTube. I see this guy on TV. He's a light for me, right? I'm going to follow that light. I'm going to reach out to this guy, and I'm just going to follow him. I feel like... If he did it, I can do it. So that's where 
my nonprofit student shrink. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and I, I love that name, Just Like You, uh, and how beautiful that is, that it just happens so organically. Like it just, oh, right. well, of course this is what it should be, you know? <laughs> Um, you know, so, so we've talked about a, a lot of things that, that you love. I mean, when it comes to your love of the game, and you spoke a bit about it before, but what does football mean to you? And what does the opportunity that you now have with the XFL, what does that mean? So football means a lot to me because it gives me opportunity to express myself, right? When I was younger, football was an outlet for me. In my neighborhood, I got bullied as a kid, you know, um, got ran from the park. But anytime we had the park, we played football, we always played football. So for me, football gave me an opportunity, like I said before, to express myself. I was very angry as a kid growing up, but I wasn't angry just to be angry. I was angry because I was misunderstood. I was angry because I was hurt. I was angry because I felt like nobody saw me, right? On the football field, I felt seen. On the football field, I felt heard. On the football field, I found purpose at a very young age, right? So you can only imagine the connection that I have with the game. It taught me so many life skills, right? It taught me how to be a man. It taught me about hard work. It taught me about discipline. It taught me about going out there something and believing in yourself. It taught me about betting on myself. It taught me how to compete, like, respectfully. You know what I mean? So right now, this opportunity for me is giving me a chance to live up my dream, to continue to learn from guys around me, my peers, so many great guys that are, 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 that are on the Orlando Guardians, right? My teammates, my coaches, oh my goodness. I'm so grateful for this coaching staff, right? I'm gonna just talk about the, def the defense coaches first because those are the guys that I interact with on a daily basis. We got Coach uh, Tebow, who I know believes in me, right? Uh, Coach TC, who I know believes in me. Coach Warren, Elanco, who I know believes in me. Coach Lee, who I know believes in me. Coach Snyder, all of these guys have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to football. So just being able to be in the rules with them, pick their brain, listen to them when they talk, take notes for me, is an opportunity that I don't take lightly because I know it's going to help me get to where I want to go. The XFL, it's a, it's a great opportunity, but I feel like it's a stepping stone. I still want to get to the NFL, right? But this opportunity is is pertinent for that, right? Because it's going to help me. It's going to mold me. It's going to develop me. So when I get into that NFL room, I'm ready because of the development that happened here in the 2023 XFL season. That's awesome. Well, we are excited to to watch. Um, you know, so in a post of yours the other day on Instagram, you said this, Roman, this mission I am on is personal. I owe myself a lot. My question for you is, what is it that you owe yourself and why? I owe myself a chance at my dreams, right? A chance to go out there and prove to myself. It's not about proving anybody else. When I look in the mirror, the only person around is me, right? I set a goal for myself when I was younger, right? I told my my big mom, right, I would take care of her. We, we got evicted the last time when I was 15 years old. And I looked at her, then I said, one day you're not going to have to worry about this. I'm going to make it in football and I'm going to buy you a house that nobody can kick you out of, right? You know, so that that's one thing that I feel like I owe myself, not even her. I owe myself because the type of person I am, I'm a man of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to work at it all day long until I get it, right? And then I got in trouble in college, right? My sophomore year, I was at the University of Delaware. Started as a freshman, started as a sophomore, ended up getting in trouble my sophomore year, got into a little tussle off the field, ended up coming back home, ended up getting into some more trouble. So all of that to me was like, the NFL saw me as a kid with red flags, you know? Um, so for me, it felt like when I got the opportunity to get back on the field, I had to go get back what was taken from me, right? And, it, and I'm not gonna blame anybody else, it was myself that put me in those situations, right? But I learned from those situations. Now to be here in the, here in the XFL, I'm coming back for everything that I feel like 
I'm destined to have, right? I got this is my second time being drafted into the XFL, right? So for me, it's like, you know, most people get one opportunity, but everybody don't get a second chance and stuff, right? I got a second opportunity. And for me to get drafted again, that says that, that to me, that says that, hey, man, you're worthy to play in the NFL. Guys in the XFL, nobody's here that doesn't want to be in the NFL and don't have NFL caliber talent, right? You just may need a little bit more, a little bit more fine tuning. Because in the NFL, man, you got to be on your stuff, right? So the XFL, for me, is an opportunity for me to get fine-tuned by guys that have been there. They've been in those NFL games. They've had successful careers. And you're taking a guy like myself who's having taken the long road. I played in all the arena games, all arena leagues. I played in all developmental leagues, right? And all those leagues, I'm telling myself, you know what? I'm destined for it. I'm going to go get it. And I'm an underdog, right? And all the other underdogs out there like that man i got homies all the time that hit me up on instagram and stuff so whenever i'm posting i'm posting to give those guys inspiration that and man you too can do it bro and like and and the reason why i said i i i owe myself is mainly because i told myself that i was going to do something and i just have to go and do it like if i told you hey man i'm going to do x y and z for you now i feel like i owe you right because mm -hmm. i told you i was going to do something and now <laughs> you're going to be looking for me to do it so i'm that person looking and we're like, hey man, I'm, I'm just looking for you to do it. So that's my mindset every time I step out there on that field. Again, a man of your word. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, so let's uh, let's end our conversation with a game. Uh, so speaking of words, you're a man of your word. I love words. I'm a word nerd. So uh, let's play a game where we exchange words. So when I say a word, I'm going to give you nine of them. My favorite number. We have you nine words. My so, mom had two kids and I was number nine, by the way. And you see how the universe is just interjecting and saying this this little game was supposed to happen right now. So <laughs> I'm going to say a word. You say the first word that comes to your mind. Okay? Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. First one. Life. Hope. Father. Faith. Green. Light. Mother. Dad. Tomorrow. Today. Kids. Love. This. That. Football. Moments. Love. Competition. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for not only sharing your story so beautifully and so honestly, but also for sharing uh these words and this time for sharing this moment thank you so much for helping all of us become a bit more aware now thank you so much thank you i appreciate you so much so much tune into our podcast subscribe to our magazine find us and join us online visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.